the way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this fine Wednesday? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Not looking forward to the sweltering heat, apparently. Uh, at least it is, well, at least here, stopped raining for now. It stopped raining. Yep. <laughs> All right. Willing to take that uh, silver lining. Let's jump into some of our buzzwords this morning. I mean, this, I think, caught many by surprise. If you've seen the headline already, U.S. soldiers unauthorized border crossing into North Korea. That's right. Um, kind of really shocking, right? Yeah. Um, I saw this news for the first time last night. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, an American citizen has willfully crossed over uh, to North Korea. And uh, it appears that uh, this person mm. um, has been identified as U.S. Army Private mm. Travis King. And this is according to multiple uh, U.S. officials. Um, King had been set to fly back to the United States. Uh, he had been detained in South mm. Korea mm. on assault charges. Mm. Um, he was escorted to uh, an airport for his flight back to Fort Bliss, Texas. Okay. Um, and this happens. So he was actually escorted to the airport. So he was yes. supposed to depart. So, of course, questions are raised. Did he escape security? How did he end up on a tour to the joint security area? Yes. Yeah, so he was escorted okay. to the airport again to be taken back home right. to the U.S. But because his escorts could not go through customs okay. with him. Uh, he was able to leave the airport afterwards. Um, he later, it appears, joined an organized tour along the South Korean and North Korean border. Mm. And uh, hence, we're talking about it. This is the first uh, U.S. defection to North Korea since the 1960s. And uh, the United Nations Command initially tweeted that an American national had willfully crossed the border without authorization mm. into the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Uh, the USFK says it believes King is currently held in uh, North Korea. It's uh, in North Korean custody. It also said that it is working with its North Korean counterparts to um, resolve this incident. Mm. And uh, the U.S. is now reportedly trying to establish the whereabouts um, and, uh, of course, his condition. Of course, with some information we're gathering about Private Travis King, we're trying to better understand what could have possibly motivated him to cross to communist borders. What do we know about King? Well, you know what? Not much has been okay. revealed. Um, according to news reports, we know that he has no deployments on his record. <laughs> His military awards include, you know, routine decorations uh, that are given to soldiers uh, with his rank and experience. Okay, it, it looks like a witness on the same tour at the Joint Security Area has shared a story on social media surrounding King. Yeah, rather bizarre, too. Um, Michaela Johnson from Sweden was mm -hmm. on the same tour and uh, she wrote on social media that uh, the group heard a loud uh, cackle, laugh, like ha ha ha, 
Uh, um, and uh, one of the one of the you know members of the tour group, yeah. um, who had been with everyone else throughout the entire day, started to run uh, in between to the buildings ahead over to the other side. The other side meaning North Korea, of course, okay. and uh, we took everyone to a second to grasp the situation when right. it actually happened. And uh, and then after that, they were ordered into and through Freedom House and everyone was running back to the military bus. Um, she reportedly added that visitors at the JSA who had been there and witnessed all of this mm. had been asked by authorities not to share any photos mm. of the I mean, to be fair, the tour guys chased after King, uh, but did not catch him. And he was seen being taken actually into custody by yes. North Korean soldiers. So it's not like he can run rampant and wild on the North Korean mm-hmm. side. There's security mm-hmm. on their side, too. Yeah. So crossing and defections across this tightly defended border have happened in the past, as you've said, um, in the 60s for an American through. Uh, but it is extremely, extremely rare. Yes, uh, back in the 1960s, 1962, um, you know, this is after the Korean War, of course, a small group of American servicemen crossed uh, the DMZ. James Joseph Dresnov mm-hmm. was the last American soldier known to uh, be still living in North Korea. That is until his death in 2016. Uh, his death was confirmed by his family the following year in 2017. Okay. So, I mean, just realizing how rare the occurrence is, yeah. I think this headline itself is already very shocking. But if we get any details, we'll share it with our listeners. Right. On to our second, slightly lighter topic. I mean, this is more exciting than anything else. Robots to prepare meals in cafeteria in public schools. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> robots cooking is, uh, or robots like serving in restaurants is no longer uh, something novel <laughs> here in South Korea. We've seen um, many of these robots on TV and mm. uh, we've actually experienced these robots, mm-hmm. you know, being at the restaurants and mm. whatnot. But uh, the latest is that uh, the robots will be cooking in uh, school cafeterias at public schools here in Korea. Um, The Korea Institute for Robot Industry Advancement signed a memorandum of understanding with the Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education to put these cooking robots to use on a trial basis at public schools in the second half of this year. And uh, the measure is part of uh, plans to deal with uh, a very specific problem, Mm. which is a shortage of cafeteria workers. Okay, so it's to address, again, a labor shortage. So if no one wants particular jobs, then it makes sense that robots and AIs would intervene. So what should we know about labor shortage in the sector? Yeah, so many school cafeteria workers um, have been quitting. Uh, They've been Uh. citing health issues. Uh, brought on by uh, labor-intensive catering mm. uh, and meal preparation work. It's a lot of work, you know, it's yeah. hard work. And uh, among the health problems that uh, these workers cited uh, include joint uh, and muscle pains, ailments caused by repetitive labor. Mm. Now, the robots are going to fill 274 positions that have been left vacant uh. after the workers quit. So they want to fill a, a void, essentially. And that's yes. why they had to enlist these robots. And if you've ever cooked for hundreds at the same time, you would know oh, it is 
I'd imagine labor intensive. Just imagine、yes. the walks. Imagine all the heavy equipment used、mm-hmm. in cafeteria settings. Can you tell us a little bit about the collaboration between the education office and Korea Robotics? Who reached out to whom? What are they hoping to achieve here? <laughs> yes. So the two parties are collaborating、okay. uh, to create、uh, manuals, cooking manuals. Uh, for these robots, and、uh, these robots are going to do things like、uh, preparing stir-fried dishes,、uh, soups or stews, and even deep-fried、uh, dishes that are on the menu.、Um, the education office says that、uh, the work environment for school cafeteria workers moving forward. Is expected to become better、um, <laughs> because a lot of the physically demanding work、uh, will be done with the help of these cooking robots. Can I be honest with you? We're we're streaming images of what these robot prototypes or some、uh, robots in already in use look like,、mm-hmm. and the names are kind of funny. Pukum robot, as in like stir frying robots. Tang robot, so the stew and soup robot,、yeah. and to be honest with you, I imagine kind of like an iRobot type or the server robots we see at restaurants already.、Mm-hmm. But this just looks like a tiny contraption more than anything else. Yeah, right. <laughs>、um, you know,、uh, I was recently talking to a friend who visited a hotel in the Gangnam area, and、uh, they they used they they ate at a restaurant inside the hotel, and、uh, they said they saw a robot that actually. Cooked、uh, people's steaks to perfection. Ooh, no!、Yeah. I, If you want your steak medium or medium rare, it does it for you. Somebody get famous chefs on the line. <laughs> How do they feel about this? Do they think there's artistry behind it, or are robots just more accurate and more promising when it comes to getting your steak right each time? And does the the Korean term "sunmat"? Apply to robots as well. <laughs> Robot, <laughs> hands、yeah. of the robots. All right. So it's not just limited to uh, perhaps uh, adaptation to cafeteria settings. The use of robots for work previously done by humans is becoming more frequent and commonplace. That's right. For example,、uh, the Ministry of Oceans and Fisheries、uh, made revisions to、uh, marine、uh, pollution control standards.、Uh, so what that means is that robots are cleaning up pollution now in the coastal areas、mm. to maintain a more sustainable environment. Now, the International Federation of Robotics has estimated that the size of the industrial and、uh, services robot market is going to exceed. Fifty billion dollars by 2025. Now that figure is up from 30 billion dollars in 2021.、Mm-hmm. It's it's a growth of 17 percent year on year. Okay, look at that. I've also seen robot arms that get the fried chicken just right being exported to、yes. different cities across the world. <laughs> it works, and no one gets burned、yeah. from the heat and the oil. So there you have it. And、uh, these robots, by the way, are、mm-hmm. insured. They have to be insured. Ah. Because of possible damage to humans and also property as well. Okay, robot insurance. Now we've covered all bases. <laughs> and our final story of the day—an incredible, incredible story of survival.、Um, even if you've seen images of just how massive the Pacific Ocean is, the chances、yeah. of this man and his dog being discovered mid-Pacific is so slim. Yeah. So this、um, uh, Australian sailor and、uh, his dog Bella were rescued by a Mexican tuna boat.、Uh, they were adrift at sea for two months since early May,、um, and、uh, after they were rescued, the man said he is 
extremely grateful to be alive after setting foot on dry land for the first time since their adventure or ordeal uh, began. His name is uh, Timothy Shattuck. He's 54 years old and uh, he disembarked <laughs> for the first time in a really long time in the Mexican city of Manzanillo. Um, uh, they were examined on board the boat that rescued both of them. And the good news is that both the man and the dog are doing well. Look at that. I mean, it's two months at sea. You you start to wonder what did they survive on? What kind of food? Did they go fishing? What about scarce water sources? You can't just drink salt water, can you? So oh. what is the full scope of the story or how did he end up at sea? And how did he survive? You know, he's a man who loves the ocean okay. and uh, he set sail on his catamaran uh, from the Mexican city of La Paz uh, back in April. Um, but uh, apparently they're crippled by really bad weather <sighs> weeks into their journey. And, um, you know, he started off, they were well provisioned initially, but uh, the storm knocked out his electronics so he couldn't cook. Uh, so he and the dog survived on raw fish uh-huh. on the boat. And uh, to quote uh, him, you know, from many news reports uh, that have since emerged, there were many, many, many bad days and many good days. And uh, he says he passed time by fixing things, staying positive and uh, going into the water just to enjoy oh. in the water. <laughs> In that sort of situation, oh my goodness. I can't even imagine, because wouldn't the water start to freak you out after a certain amount of point? But he said, no, I enjoy the water, the (laughs) massive Pacific, when the weather was just right. Look at that. Maybe it's his mind that allowed him to survive all this time. What's the dog story? Why was the dog tagged along? Yeah, you know what? Uh, The man said the dog found him in Mexico, in the middle of Mexico, kept Mm. following him, even onto the boat, onto the water. And uh, yeah, they've been together ever since. Now, a crew member from the tuna fishing boat that rescued them agreed to adopt Bella Mm -hmm. on the condition that uh, he would take good care of the dog. And as for the man, he said he'll be returning to his home in Australia and said he's looking forward to seeing his family again. And with Bella. Maybe it's the companionship that also kept both of them alive, too. Yes. Thanks, Erica, for today's coverage. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.